Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer. I decided that today we would talk about a very (laughs) controversial subject, especially, you know, if you're kind of squeamish, but fungal infections. I actually have a lot of people that um, will come to me and say, what do I do? And there's such a variety of fungal infections. So I thought, well, let's just address this and some of the things that we can do. Obviously, only certain people are prone to fungal infections, whether it be an oral thrush in babies or even adults, and or vaginal infections in women. And then, of course, we have um, even jock itch for the guys. And then there's this other skin condition known as a pityriasis, and it it looks like a rash, but it actually has a fungal infection type action. There's also ringworm, which we think of it as a parasite, but it's not. It's a topical fungal infection. And we have, you know, just a variety of different things. And I thought, well, let's just go ahead and talk about it. This class isn't going to be really, really long because there's not a lot to say. <laughs> Except, ooh, ah, and it itches. And it's irritating. And it can make you cry because it can get so bad. And... I remember the first time I had, I was a little kid and I had uh, like a ringworm on my knee and my mom said, no, it was impentigo, that was it. The same type of itch and they ended up calling it impentigo or ringworm. I didn't know which, but I don't remember what the doctor did for me, but I I actually had a scar from it and it was on my knee, like I said, and I had it the whole summer and I don't remember what they ended up doing. I think they probably put some sort of maybe like black salve or something on it. I think if I remember correctly. And you know, and obviously that's not the correct thing that should have been done. But back then we didn't know about homeopathy. Because homeopathy can actually just really correct the system so that these things don't recur. When I was reading Kent, he talked about the body and why can certain things manifest themselves within the body like parasites and then the fungal infections and other unwanted illnesses. Well, if the body is not completely balanced nutritional-wise, then these things can actually become rampant in the body. And so we need to always try to remember that. If we are exposed to too much of a, a damp atmosphere or if we're not getting our proper nutrition, things like this or enough sleep, then the stress level becomes too high and our immune system will drop. So things like fungal infections can take hold. Very often in a situation with where there's the oral thrush in babies, the yeast infection for women, in that type of situation, very often it's simply because they don't have enough B vitamins in their body. So like at times where you've been anemic, you've had a great blood loss, things like that, then the body becomes weakened the immune system drops and these things can take hold. All of these these bacteria are already present in our bodies. It's just that a, pro, a good immune system will keep them at bay. So very often you'll see, you know, like a, a yeast infection or an oral thrush will 
actually show up before you even know you have a particular illness or disease. And I remember when, oh, I was a young mother and I had actually had a miscarriage and I was anemic through the entire next pregnancy. I just could not seem to get back my my hemoglobin. And after the baby was born, I developed an unwanted infection and my child had oral thrush. And we fought it for months. Of course, this was back in the day before I was introduced to the wonderful world of homeopathy, and I didn't know what the source was. I was actually anemic through the next pregnancy as well, and it wasn't until my grandma said, oh, just take blackstrap molasses, Sue, that'll get rid of, you know, the the anemia. And it did, and, and I swear, you know, it just really helped to get everything in order. Of course, blackstrap molasses gave me the B vitamins I needed, up the blood, but also I was taking in a lot of sugar at the time. I could have just taken spirulina, encapsulated spirulina or something like that to really help get that, that immune system back where it was supposed to be. But I was taking the blackstrap molasses and it worked fantastic. I took two tablespoons a day and within two weeks my blood was where it was supposed to be and that was after three years of being anemic. Today I just take encapsulated spirulina, an organic from a good organic source. I do carry it in my store at (laughs) theoutpostmercantile.com. You can always call me if there's anything you need and I'll find it for you. Spirulina is a fantastic source of vitamin Bs and it does help in all these areas to keep, keep your immune system strong and to give you the kind of nutrition you need. But homeopathically, some of the things that you can do, I always think of right away with a baby who gets thrush, we always think of borax. Borax 30C one dose a day. Well, you can give a couple, three doses a day at the, at the, for, for the first three days. But after that, give one dose a day until it's completely gone and then give it for three days more. Because something that's that strong in the body, you know, I always like to make sure that it's actually really gone. You're not seeing, you know, because just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's really gone. So I always give it for three days more. Give the body that extra time to get over it. Um, Because with babies, it's quite easy to get under control. Because all you're helping to do is get the good bacteria stronger than the bad bacteria. And in adults, you know, when the the good bacteria is not strong enough, the bad bacteria will take over as well. And this is a perfect opportunity to talk about lactobacillus. We have all these different bacteria in our body. And when it's an internal situation, you have to have lactobacillus in your diet. A lot of people think they can just take probiotics and get, you know, get things under control. But unless the immune system is where it's supposed to be and you know which homeopathic remedies to take or whatever, you know, eventually the lactobacillus is going to dwindle and die off again and the bad bacteria will take over. So it's really, really a good idea for everyone to have lactobacillus in their diet daily just because it's so good for you. And the inside of the intestinal tract, the whole inside of the intestinal tract, I refer to it kind of like a the endometrium of a woman's body before when she conceives and the baby is waiting to implant the endometrium will build up and get thick and strong so when the baby travels down the fallopian tube he lands in the uterus in a nice gushy endometrium and he can grow well our food think of our food just like that it's coming down it's in the stomach and it's going to have to enter into the intestinal tract but unless that intestinal tract is built up strong with a night with good bacteria rich good bacteria to help us digest we're not going to assimilate the nutrients like we're supposed to we're not going to be able to digest our food the way we're supposed to the lactobacillus is like the endometrium in the uterus the lactobacillus 
coats the inside of that intestinal tract, making it a healthy environment for all the other good bacteria to thrive, like the acidophilus and the bifidus. So when we have that situation, our food can come down into our intestinal tract and it's going to get broken down and we're going to be able to assimilate those nutrients the way we're supposed to. Anything other than a good internal intestinal tract, we're going to have all sorts of illnesses and we're going to have, you know, we're not going to be able to digest our food. We're not going to have good nutritional value. Like the Chinese said, we are what our guts are. So unless the inside of our intestinal tract is strong with good flora, we're not going to be healthy. It's that simple. And that's when these fungal infections can manifest themselves. We have to be healthy on the inside in order to be healthy on the outside. And yes, when you see the white patches of the oral thrush in the vaginal situations or the, you know, the jock itch, all these things, they can only manifest if we're not healthy on the inside. Okay? I cannot stress that enough. One of the best ways to get daily lactobacillus is through refrigerated sauerkraut, refrigerated pickles, or yes, you can take the lactobacillus in the freeze-dried capsules. I'm going to stop right here for a moment and give you a really quick recipe as far as you can make your own refrigerated sauerkraut. And you don't have to keep it in the refrigerator. You can actually just go ahead and shred your cabbage, mix it with two tablespoons of sea salt, two teaspoons of sugar, that would be the um, like four pounds of shredded cabbage, two tablespoons of sea salt, two teaspoons of sugar, let it sit for an hour, stirring it, and then it starts to actually ferment there in the, in the bucket or your container. Then you take that and you put it into your quart jars or your pint jars, leave a one inch headspace, put in one teaspoon of white vinegar and cap it. Put it at room temperature and let it ferment. It might take up to six weeks and then it'll end up sealing itself and it's good for a couple, three years on the shelf. It's amazing. You didn't have to can it, so the enzymes are still rich in there. It's basically just dormant sitting on the shelf until you uncap it and start eating it and then refrigerate it after that. And you can eat your lactobacillus every single day. Yes, we have to be a little bit ingenious or you can spend $7 a pint at the grocery store for the refrigerated sauerkraut, the good stuff. I'm talking about the stuff that still has the enzymes. It's rich in enzymes. It's very expensive to get the the good stuff. I know I sell it at my store, <laughs> but I do sell it because people don't have time to do these things them, themselves or they don't have you know even the resources or they just don't care and they can afford it. But I like to make my own and you can too. And it's so good for your family and it's going to keep the gut flora healthy. Okay. So for the oral thrush, like I said, uh, I like to use the, the borax and calimer in a low potency. Calimer, again, remember, is a cell salt. In a 3 or 6 or 12x, it's excellent for keeping the body balanced when it comes to the bacteria in the body. Because calimer, remember, is the cell salt that whenever you see white on the tongue, anything white, you always think of calimer. And that helps to balance that and get it under control. As far as for women, there are different things that we can give for women when they have the same situation. I always think of, again, the calimer. I always give the calimer, but nitric acid is another really good remedy to think of for vaginal fungal candida type infection. Cresodum or carboanimalis, they're all really good remedies for that. But again, borax might just simply take care of the problem because I always think of borax first. And borax is the remedy that I give if a mother's complaining of sore nipples, cracked or bleeding sore nipples if she's nursing. And very often if you treat the baby and the mother the oral thrush will go away from the child and the mother's nipples will clear up. If at any time the thrush gets so severe that there's actually like ulcerations in the mouth, there's always going to be the whitish patches that are present. You can kind of wipe it out. Uh, there's a condition called leukoplakia that 
you can't wipe away. And that's a little bit different than the oral thrush that we're discussing. But if the ulcerations come in the mouth, then you can take Mercosol in addition to the Calimer, and that will really help to clean up that that situation in the mouth and to eradicate the situation completely. (laughs) That's the nice thing about homeopathy. You're not just suppressing the symptoms. And again, when there's a lot of pain with the mouth ulcers or the oral thrush, don't suppress it with anything other than pure organic or wild harvested lavender oil. That'll help to take the pain away. But obviously, don't use the lavender oil at the same time that you're giving the homeopathic remedy because the odor is too strong. So you can give the homeopathic remedy, let it work for a good half hour so it's in the system, and then you can use the lavender oil. And you're not going to suppress the situation in the mouth or even in the vaginal area, but you're just going to help ease the pain, and actually it will help to kill the bad bacteria as well. And it gives the body time to reestablish that good flora. There's so many different types of fungal infections, like I said, and very often, you know, we talk about predispositions and and family tendencies, heredity, things like this. Only certain people are actually susceptible to fungal infections. It's very tubercular in nature in the sense that, you know, there's usually some sort of heredity in, in the family at that point. But And so very often when the ringworm will show up as a fungal infection on the outside of the body, we very often give bacillinum, which is the tubercular tendency type nosode. And that's, you know, like I say, you'll have to go to a homeopath talk to them about this and they'll give you probably like a little recipe and they'll have you alternate remedies and bacillinum and tellurium metallicum and then I will actually sometimes use a sulfur base remedy whether it be calisulf or sulfur in conjunction to get rid of those topical infections and it works amazingly well and it won't come back again and if it does come back again it's going to be a long time down the road and because you're actually what you're doing is you're actually just changing you know the predisposition so that they're not likely to get it again. They may get it again if the immune system drops below a certain level, but it's not as likely because, like I said, you're changing, you're getting rid of that hereditary disposition. And so those remedies just work fantastic. And like I said, any homeopath is going to be able to help you with any of those those remedies. Or you can, like I said, you know, I can always help you if you want to call me or email me at, you know, you can email Homeopathy for Mommies or the Outpost Mercantile where I'm at. And now those emails will find me. Anyway, I know I was, you know, like we think about eczema or psoriasis too. And they are not fungal type situations. Those are what they call like a lichen simplex, chronicus. And that's a totally different situation. So, but there again, very, very much, there's a lot of help for those situations. But that's not what we're talking about here today. The fungal infections can actually, but you can have a rash-like situation. And like I said, that is that is known as the pityriasis, and that does have that fungal activity. And like I said, there's so much help for all of that. It's like in Merxol, which is an, uh, an infection-type remedy, and you can, in Roosven, we have Roostox. We all know about Roostox because we talk about that in my book. But there's also a Roosven, which is like the poison sumac, a very close relative of Roostox. And so very often that will be the remedy that you can use for helping to get rid of that topical skin fungus, that that rash type situation. And that can even, sometimes even like the rosacea, we think the rosacea, that can actually be fungal as well. And a lot of times we think about that as having something to do with, you know, what's going on in the inside of the body. Well, sometimes it just really is very topical. So the right homeopathic remedies will just help to alleviate that. 
There's so many different things that we can do. And they can even like warts because warts are very fungal in the sense that they're virus. And they come and they go and they, they're just they're there and then they're not there or they'll be there for years. And oddly enough, thuya is one of the great antifungal remedies. And like I said, in my, I think there's a little recipe in my book, pretty sure about it, um, under Ant Crude. But antimonium crude is a huge wart remedy. And some people think of warts as only a virus and other people think of them as a fungus. So I'm just going to address them here today as a fungus just because when they're really just a virus. But because they're topical and they're so irritating and you can't get rid of them. But the antimonium crude and the thuya alternating is a fantastic easy way to get rid of those warts. And again, it changes that predisposition. It strengthens the immune system. And a lot of times people actually get develop warts after they've been exposed to a particular been immunized or exposed to a particular virus. As some of the viruses are very short in duration, and some of them are longer. So the, but those two remedies will actually clear up the wart situation very easily. I'm just like I said, I can't stress enough how important it is to keep your immune system strong. Like I told my kids the other day, I says, you know, it's so easy to become complacent. It's so easy to neglect your exercises because we think we have to do all these exercises or not do it at all. You know, it's like getting up in the morning. Part of your daily duties is to make your bed, correct? Unless you can make your bed in the morning, you're really not going to be successful at anything else you do for the rest of the day. And just like our exercises, we have to squeeze in those exercises. We've come back in the good old days, you know, when we lived on the farm and we had to get up, we had to go out and feed the chickens, milk the cow, you know, go gather our food for the day, gather the wood, bring it in, fire up the wood stove. We had to do all those things. That was exercise. Kid you not. You know, you're going to break a sweat when you're out there hauling feed through the, tromping through the mud or the snow and you're gathering the wood or chopping the wood. All those things, exercise. And it was, it was a well-rounded exercise because you were using all parts of your body. Today, we get up, we turn on the TV or we click on the radio, we put, push the button on the coffee pot. Oh, my goodness, I'm going to work up a sweat doing that, right? We have to exercise, folks. We have to raise our heart level. And we have to stretch. All of our muscles and bones, everything has to be used throughout the day. Or we're going to, if you don't use it, you're really going to lose it. The heart muscle has to be exercised. Like I said, the limbs have to be stretched and strong. I'm not saying you have to really go out there and work out for an hour and a half. Just a few good stretching exercises every morning or again in the afternoon or when you're going for a walk, stop and stretch that out again. Walk vigorously, raise that heart level, ride your bike, whatever you're going to do. Do some jumping jacks, some sit-ups, whatever. I don't care how old you are. You can do all these things. I can do just as much now as I could when I was 20. It's just a matter of keeping it up. I might not be as fast, (laughs) but I can still do it because if you do it, every day you're not going to lose it and you have to or your 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 whole body it has to sweat it has to exercise you like I said it has to get rid of the toxins we have to expire those toxins and a misnomer too about water we all are told nowadays that we need to drink tons and tons of water the funny thing is is that Kent taught there are certain blood types that do not need a lot of water and oddly enough these blood types if they do drink a lot of water they're tend they're more likely to be ill because they have so much hydrogen in their blood naturally anyway, and they actually seem to be able to take hydrogen from the air that they breathe, where other blood types don't do that. So that's really for another show, but I just wanted to address that 
today just a little bit because um, when I talked about living in damp places, you know, back in the good old days when people uh, would get tuberculosis, the doctors would say, you have to find a drier climate. That's part of it right there. They had to find a drier climate because there was just naturally too much hydrogen in their blood. And they had a hard time fighting disease with all that hydrogen in their blood. And so they would move to a drier climate and then the hydrogen would naturally be used up in their blood anyway. And so anyway, I just wanted to throw that in because don't think you have to be drinking super tons of water. Yes, when you're detoxing, you have to drink that water because your body's flushing. But if you're not detoxing or if you're not sweating it out, you're not going to need all that all that water. And I know I'm probably going to people are going to just go, "Oh my goodness, you don't know what you're talking about." But really, I do. <laughs> there are certain blood types that need tons of water. Um, I happen to not be one of them. And uh, so anyway, just wanted to throw that in. As far as other funguses. Whenever you see a thickening in the skin, because in many fungal infections, especially if they're external, you're going to see a great thickening of the skin. In jock itch, the topical pityriasis, you're going to see this this thickening in many instances. So when you see that, think of graphites, because remember graphites is the, it's excellent for skin issues, especially if there's a, if it's seeping like a honey colored discharge, but even in a scar that's already healed up, if there's the thickening, you think of the graphites and silica for the thickening scars. But when there's a situation going on where the skin is thickening, also think of graphites. And Kelly-Self also, because it's a skin issue. And Kelly-Self, you always think of Kelly-Self. It's the great skin cell salt. So those two things, the graphites and the Kelly-Self, are really going to help with any skin issue. Like I said, you know, like the Baseline and the Talmet and the Sulfur really help with any sort of ringworm or other topical type situations. So I really, you know, I don't want to complicate things a whole lot here. Just remember Calimer for any type of, you know, whitening on the tongue or inside the cheeks. Nitric acid is another really good one to think of. And the Merxol, because it's it's a type of infection. Your body actually becomes, you know, like infected with this bad bacteria. And so Merxol helps to get that under control as well. And again, remember that fungal type infections are linked to a vitamin B deficiency. So whether you're thinking of internal or external, let's get on those vitamin Bs. And I always tell people my favorite vitamin B is spirulina because your body reads it as an as an actual nourishing food and it uses it so quickly. I can take spirulina and just a few hours later, you know, my urine will actually turn the darker yellow because of the excess vitamin B. So you don't have to take tons, just a little bit. You know, more is not always better. Just like when you're eating, even when you're eating your food, you don't always need a lot. You just need a decent portion when you're eating your food. And the spirulina as well. You know, I, I take usually two capsules a day if I'm not in great need. And I don't always take it either. You know, I go through periods of time where I'm not taking it because I feel strong. When I start to feel weakened through stress or too much work, I take it again and then it builds me up and I feel good. In today's world, like I said, when we have so much stress, especially with the electric lights, the fluorescent lights, you know, the constant bombarding of electrical impulses, our poor adrenals, they get worn out and our adrenals are what balances our immune system and they get worn out and they're overtaxed and they, they get depleted in vitamin B's very easily. So the spirulina helps to replenish them. And so we're not likely to succumb to the types of diseases that the fungus 
needs. It needs a weakened body in order to establish itself, just like parasites. You're not going to get parasites if your body is strong. It's like the poor little calves out in the, in the barnyard. I remember when we were growing up, they say, oh, look at that cute little guy. Dad would say, yeah, he, you know, he's going to succumb to some form of disease if we can't get him stronger looking. It's those, those weakened, the immune system gets weakened, and then they're, they're succumbed to any sort of disease that happens by. So we have to stay strong eat well, stay away from all that sugar. You know, you can use, oh my goodness, if you get used to sweet leaf stevia, oh, it's the best. You know, you can use some, the natural raw honey and you can use some maple syrup. There's so many good things out there. I admit, I do use some xylitol and I do use some fructose and I do use some brown sugar when, or the organic white sugar when I'm doing the baking. I try to keep the, you know, cut down the amounts, but we do eat baked goods on occasion. But I tell the kids, don't just start throwing sugar in all your foods. Just go without. Before you know it, you don't even like sugar. I was a sugaraholic, I can honestly say, when I was a kid. And now, I just, it doesn't appeal to me at all. And we can all get used to not eating sugar. So, with that, I'm not going to bore you a whole long time today because I, I think that it's just helpful for you to know that you can actually cure all of these types of infections without the use of topical. I remember they used to put the kids on Nystatin, you know, in their mouth when they had the the oral thrush and it would take weeks and weeks to clear up and now you know a couple doses of borax and it's gone everybody feels better it's just I'm so thankful for homeopathy and like I said whether it be internal or external it's just a matter of getting on the right remedies and it's just going to take care of itself a lot of this information is in my book um, actually most of it I think <laughs> but it's it's so easy and it's efficient and it's effective and I can honestly say that the, you know the big big companies the allopathic big companies don't want us to know how easily we can cure ourselves and how easily this can just be gone and I thank you for listening to my shows and I'm I'm hoping that you're learning something I know it's fun for me to even once I say it out loud it just it helps me to remember it again too because situations will come up and lately I've been seeing quite a bit of this and so I thought I'll just go ahead and talk about it on a show and so everyone can help get help. All right, you take care. May God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.